Well, guys, thank it's you for being thank you for being here. Uh, this show is called Stab. Uh, it's named it's named at the theater's named after it. It, it was you all right, Jesse? Yeah. Are you? You're good. I see it. I, I could I could point it towards you. Okay. So uh, Jesse has issues with control. Are you are you leave are you leaving? You're leaving. Okay. Thanks a lot. Take the money and run. Good. There we go. Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned four specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they'll now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience in a show called Stab. Stab! Oh my God, look at all these people. So many people. Stab. A hundred percent more people. Uh, welcome to Stab. Are you guys, do you guys want to meet your contestants? Wonderful. I don't care if you do or not. Uh, oh, here he comes. He's balancing on an orange. Uh, a small orange. You can't see him. Uh, Benton Harshaw. He, he, there he is. There he is. Yeah. Yeah. I told him I wouldn't. Okay. Uh, oh, here comes the next guy. He's, he's uh, juggling cheese. He's juggling cheese wedges, which is even more dangerous. Welcome to the stage. Nick McGavern! Nick McGavern. Oh my god, this guy coming to the stage, he is so punk rock. He is a, he's, he's made of all those little spiky things on punk rock jackets. He is, he is a, a patch, he is the patch to my leather jacket. <laughs> Jason B. Jason B. I'm sorry. And Jesse's here. Yeah. Jesse's here. Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Welcome to Stab. Wasn't wasn't that fun? Yeah. Do you guys want your own personalized entrance? Uh, improvisational greetings? Yeah. I'll do it for five bucks. Hit me up on Fiverr. Okay. Exactly. Um, we don't. We already already gave already gave names. Yeah. Do we need to meet you guys individually or? Benton, do you have an Instagram? Uh, I do, but I don't really use it. But I'll. Sh- you want me to say it? Yeah. Uh, bad boy Benton. <laughs> <laughs> bad boy Benton. That's, uh, underscores under the. I'll, it's private, but if you look cool, I'll approve you. Okay. Very good. Make sure you change that profile before you submit. Underscores between the uh, the boy and the and uh, bad. Bad. Yeah. Bad and well. Well, all there's bad underscore boy underscore Benton. Yeah. B e n t o n. Yeah, for you. Uh, you true fans out there. Right, right. <laughs> Nick McGavern? Yeah. It's not Mick Gavern. It's McGavern. It's Mug. So I'm saying it wrong all the time. <laughs> I, think, I thought you got it right. What did What'd I? you say? Nick McGavern. That's exactly right. <laughs> Very good. Well, thank you for being here. Uh, I saw you in Safeway last week. Yeah. That was... Because <laughs> I've been thinking about that because... I thought we were done talking. I thought you wanted me to leave, so I started to turn away. And then you asked me another question. But I'd already like turned away, so I didn't want to turn back. Right. So I just pretended I didn't hear you, and I kept walking. And I was thinking about it. 
I was it was a very it was I felt like you felt obligated to talk to me. And so when you walked off very it was an odd thing, but I, I forgive you. <laughs> no, I mean saying. I you said something like I'm going to just go, you know, go home now, and I thought that was like you saying, you know, fuck off. <laughs> so I left. Okay. Well, we could be friends. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you feel that way. No, it's okay. It was my fault. Is it because I'm older? Why why would you be nervous around me? Why or why would you Um, I don't know. I think it was like midnight. <laughs> so it was just it was also okay. Maybe I shouldn't say this on a podcast, but Every time I go to Safeway, I am stealing from Safeway. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, just, I had pockets I, full of goods. And I, I almost <laughs> fucked up your run. <laughs> You're like, the car is running outside. Now John Ross wants to have small talk. While I have fucking ice cream sandwiches melting down my thigh. That's what's happening. I did literally have ice cream in one of my pockets. <laughs> did you? I know. We were in that we're section. We're watching. Yeah, yeah, we were in the cold food section. Wow. Well, thank, turns out someone else is more punk rock than Jason B. Jason B. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm giving you that thing. Anyway. I walk out with baskets of groceries while they're looking at me. Do you? Yeah, it's real easy. <laughs> <laughs> I stole from there once on accident, and I had just the, the, pla- the plastic holder thing, and I got halfway home. And I was like, oh, fuck, I didn't pay for this. And I went back and paid for it because I have children. <laughs> to be an example, too. I wanted to humble brag to them later. That's what I wanted to do. You took food out of their mouths. <laughs> I, well, I, That's true. I took money out of my pocket for, to put food in there. But yeah, anyway, you know, some of us are uh, Christian. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> some of us aren't. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Mm. You thieves. Jesse, yeah. do you, you want to confess to anything? Well, not, not really. All right. And you were right the first time. You didn't really need to talk to us. <laughs> All right. That's fair. Let's play stab. See? Production value. This first segment's called Reorganization. Uh, are you guys having fun? You guys aren't having fun. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right, this first uh, segment's (laughs) called Reorganization. Uh, As we all know, here in the crowd on stage, uh, August is National Psoriasis Month. Did you know that? Uh, So in light of the fact of that being so, uh, please take the following acronym and reimagine it. What does it now stand for? Who or what does it now represent? Uh, Tonight's acronym is RASH. RASH. R-A-S-H. Benton, what does RASH mean to you? Uh, rash means to me this, um, uh, this cute little TV commercial I found. Um, <clears throat> are you tired of seeing ugly people? They got weird gunk, a new illness that you don't have the patience for? Or maybe they were just born like that and you shouldn't pay for that mistake. If you have any of these problems, give Rash a call. Readily available sack heads. We are a professional company that puts paper bags over the heads of your ugly friends. Our team of ex-kidnappers will sneak up behind your chosen target and put a sack over their head. Let it be noted that air holes cost extra. We do any event, weddings, funerals, children's birthday parties. We here at RAS don't just think we're supplying a service, we're fixing God's mistakes. 
I may be the owner of Rash, but surprisingly, I'm also a customer. Years ago, when my wife had her first child, I was so disgusted that I bagged him and said to my wife, we can do better. When we had our second child, I did the same thing and thought, hey, I could do this for a living. <laughs> After my wife stopped crying, I pitched her the idea. If you're thinking, whoa, this sounds terrible for the bagged people, then let me say it's actually quite enjoyable for them. Here's a real testimony from my son saying how enjoyable his bag experience has been. Take it away, son. So, if you don't have the balls to look at your friend, then call Rash. We put the super and superficial. <laughs> Very good. With a nice point at the end for those at home. Very good. Nick Magavern. Uh-huh. Maga? Avern? McGavern. Okay. All right. Um, uh, what does rash mean to you? Uh, well, I actually, I served in the uh, U.S. Army Marine Corps. Uh, <laughs> I was a lieutenant captain, first degree. Um, so we in the military, we love using acronyms. When I get together with my boys, you know, we're just, we only talk in acronyms. Um, and because they're so important to us, we have to have an acronym to remind us to think about acronyms. Okay. So RASH stands for uh, Remember Acronyms, Soldier. Hoorah. <laughs> okay. uh, and so that's important to us. Um, never forget. <laughs> Very good. Nick, Nick McGavern. Jason B., what does RASH mean to you? As a person with psoriasis. <laughs> Oh. Everybody has. <laughs> Everybody has psoriasis? That's not true. <laughs> Will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> they paid. Don't don't yell at them. They're customers. Uh, what is, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Thank you for coming. What, is, <laughs> what does rash mean to me? Yeah. Apparently means I'm not special. Uh, <laughs> I want to fix psoriasis for everyone, and to me that means radical anarchist skin healing. <laughs> Wherever people are pink, flaky, lizard, gross men, I will show up and apply rash tactics such as rubbing aloe super heavily, repeating as symptoms heal. I will rise and slay heredity with rash tactics to fight psoriasis. Very good, very good. He went the extra mile. Yeah. Very good. Jesse Jones, what does rash mean to you? Thank you so much for coming out. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to smooth over your rash, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Stupid voice for tonight, number one. <clears throat> God damn it. <laughs> Gah! I don't know what her frickin' problem was. <laughs> and it's like this every time. It was like this with Nasha. It was like this with Bethany. <laughs> I was like this with Tracel. <laughs> I don't know what their deal was. And it was just more trouble than it was worth. And I was just, I, I was just, a, whatever. I mean, it's every effing time with this S, dude. Just rash, am I right? Relationships always suck hard. <laughs> mm. I mean, 
So Nashu was was the first girl who let me mush on her titties. Mush. <laughs> and it was super effing dope for a couple weeks. Just mushing, 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 mush. <laughs> then she tried to tell me one night that her her titties were sore from all the mushing and asked if I'd just like a beach instead. And I said, no way! You eat flaming hot Cheetos with that yap trap. <laughs> Mush you later. <laughs> then stuff was going pretty heck of good with Tracel for a while. Until out of the blue, she just messaged me to seriously ask if I wanted to come over and watch Dancing with the Stars with her and her mom. <laughs> I told her to shut the F up. And not message me back until she was ready to apologize for even asking me. Because dancing without the stars, and especially dancing with the stars, is effing gay. <laughs> and how am I supposed to mush on Tracel's titties with her mom around anyway? Effing dumb! <laughs> Bethany asked me if I liked her and where this was going. And I told her, what I really like is mushing on your titties. <laughs> and I told her in a second, when this... This is about, we're about to go to, we were about to go to Mush Titty Town! <laughs> and I went to high five her, and she started crying. And I had to high five myself, like some kind of a-hole. <laughs> so I'm just gonna skip B's for a while, you know? Who needs the F and D ache, right? <laughs> <laughs> Relationships always suck hard! <laughs> Very good. That was reorganization. There it is. Okay. That brings us. That brings us to our next segment called uh, Topical Haiku Challenge. Uh, please have composed three haiku in regard to the following uh, topical story. Uh, good news, Chicago. A recent study shows that police officers are able to solve only one in every twenty shooting crimes in Chicago. <laughs> haiku go. Ben, what's your first hiker? Uh, if that is really true, NCIS Chicago is a boring show. <laughs> okay. Nick? We can't solve murders, but we sure can commit them. <laughs> Chicago PD. <laughs> Jason? Move to Chicago. There's a 1 in 20 chance you can avoid rent. Very <laughs> good. Right, I'm gonna shuffle mine around because one of them is a little close to Nick's, so I might as well just follow it. So, uh, um, first one's titled "Good News, Bad News." Does it even count if the one in twenty is solved by body cams? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Benton, Sorry. Blue Lives Matter, Harsha. <laughs> Your turn. Actually, uh, well, Very good. Sorry. let's Sorry. follow up again. Uh, those odds sound real bad. Want to know what crime has worse odds? Police shooting cases. <laughs> Very good. Uh, this is like The Purge. Y'all seen that movie, The Purge? <laughs> it's like The Purge. <laughs> Jason. 
We can't solve them all. One in 20 times we say, oh yeah, that was us. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're all on the same wavelength. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'll just get this one out of the way then. Uh. <laughs> oh, Did oh. someone come in? Is yes. it a robber? It's Kevin no. Seconds. Is it Kevin Seconds? No, robber? It's, it's her friend. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. okay. Don't uh, steal art. Back to this. Um, uh, second one is a nickname collection. The Windy City. The City of Big Shoulders. One in 20 town. <laughs> Very good. All right. Uh, solving this is hard. But after that, Chicago has no more problems. <laughs> Very good. Nick? The one murder solved was the murder of the guy who bakes the donuts. <laughs> I shot the sheriff and I shot the deputy. It's probably fine. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Jesse Jones. And we'll wrap it up with uh, even better news. <laughs> Guns don't kill people. In 95% of Chicago gun crimes. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. That was a uh, topical haiku challenge. Yes. Let's just sit here and enjoy this. <laughs> that brings us to our next segment called This Was Today Once, My Favorite Part. Uh, Benton Harshaw, today uh, is International Biodiesel Day. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, also on this very day, 1997, American television personality and model Kylie Jenner was born. Uh, How do you celebrate these two things combined? Uh, I'm going to show you guys this uh, YouTube conspiracy video. Uh, <laughs> this is my next voice, too, I guess. <laughs> Hi, guys. This is Truth Raptor reporting in. <laughs> I've been investigating the Kardashians for years with my trusty truth tablet from the safety of my mother's basement. My investigation started in 2011 when they hosted Glee, the 3D concert movie. <laughs> On the surface, it seemed harmless, but just like their faces, there were some cover-up jobs. I noticed some fans from the event were going missing in the news. Why was I keeping track of individual girls from the event? No reason. <laughs> it was for justice. Anyway, I kept close tabs on the Kardashians' Instagrams and how they encourage people to shape their bodies. This surveillance was also for justice reasons. I've noticed a rise in how they want to be thick. <laughs> this... <laughs> I don't know why I threw that. <laughs> this was a deviation from America's desire to be thin. Well, let me tell you something, sheeple. Thickness plus Kardashians equals suspicion. Around 2014, my investigation slowed down because my mom's boyfriend moved in and he has really good hearing and this is a small house. <laughs> but recently, I've noticed the Kardashians have invested heavily in the biofuel industry. Let's connect some dots, my flock. Biodiesel is made of animal fat. Humans are the best animal. Missing girls at Kardashian event. The evidence is clear, just like my mom's hatred for me. The Kardashians are mining girls for their biodiesel. Signing off, Truth Raptor. <laughs> Very good, Benton Harshaw. 
Starting with a voice and ending with his voice. <laughs> Very good. Uh, McGavern, Nick. Uh, on this date, 1628, the Swedish warship Vasa sinks in the Stockholm Harbor uh, after only 20 minutes into her maiden voyage. Uh, also on this date, 1895, Australian cricketer Hammy Love was born. How'd you choose to celebrate the events in tandem? Uh, well, this is one of my favorite days of the year because it's a day on which two of the dumbest countries in the world took enormous L's, which uh, means losses for you, those of you who aren't cricket fans. Uh, <laughs> Sweden finally received its comeuppance for their execution of the revolutionary peasant leader Niles Dock, and Australia made the grave mistake of giving an insanely cool name to an insanely mediocre cricket player. I mean, we're talking about a guy whose catches to stumpings ratio is only 73 29. <laughs> So every August 10th, I kidnap a kangaroo from the zoo and release it inside of an Ikea. The broken furniture and spilled lingonberry sauce will remind the Swedes of King Gustavus Adolphus's deadly hubris, and the kangaroo eventually being captured or killed will remind Australians not to give a first-string name to a second-string wicketkeeper. <laughs> Very good, Nick McGavern. <clears throat> Jason B., on this date, 1966, the Heron Road Bridge collapses while being built, killing nine workers in the deadliest construction accident in both Ottawa and Ontario. Uh, also on this very date, 1972, Paul and Linda McCartney are arrested in Sweden on drug possession. Uh, how'd you celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? I like to take acid and cocaine and operate heavy construction machinery. Okay. <laughs> There's no life experience quite like cocaine mania kicking in as four hits of acid releases you from reality behind the seat of a backhoe. <laughs> all viewed from the pilot's seat on the highway while all the other morons in traffic are going the wrong way. <clears throat> My rocket ship careens through the galaxy as the bright stars whip past and I crash into a bridge that's under construction and die. <laughs> Very good, Jason B. Very good. Jesse Jones, on yep. this date, 1948, Candid Camera makes its television debut uh, after being on the radio for a year as Candid Microphone. Uh, also on this very date, 1981, <laughs> the head of John Walsh's son, Adam Walsh, is found. Uh, this inspires the creation of the television show... America's Most Wanted. Uh, how'd you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? <laughs> this is perfect. This, <laughs> this is perfect. So I knew exactly what I was going to do. So, uh, so it's perfect. Okay. So, okay. Okay. So, uh, so Canada Camera, right? And America's Most Wanted, right? Uh, I thought, wouldn't it be perfect if I just combined the two? I know. It sounds wild. Let me explain. So, uh, so the idea was I would find some scumbags like online because that's where they hang out. Am I right? <laughs> so uh, so I'd go online. Uh, I'd pretend I was like a 10 or 12-year-old pre-not-quite-teen, uh, right? And then, uh, then I'd invite them over and surprise them on camera like, surprise, I'm not that girl and you're caught, right? <laughs> Perfect, right? All right. So, uh, so I went online. I found this guy. Username? Cherry Buster 69. <laughs> like, I'm sure. I mean, doesn't, doesn't he even know that that's not how you do that? Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so so we, we chatted for a while. Uh, me telling him about my noonie hoo-ha and him being super interested. So I thought, I thought I'd make my move. 
uh, and bite them over. And be sure he brought as many sparkling uh, flavored malt beverages as he could carry. And a big box of condoms with the brand name taped over, uh, preferably, and, and wear bright colors, uh, being sure not, uh, to avoid uh, like green or any busy stripes or patterns that might sort of uh, vibrate on camera. And, and he said, he said, get this, Cher uh, Cherry Buster 69 asked, uh, yeah, is this to catch a predator? And I said, I, I haven't seen that movie, silly. It's rated R. And I'm, and I'm only between 10 and 12. Giggle, string of random emoji. <laughs> and he said, he said, back, he said uh, the TV show, To Catch a Predator, is this a setup? Uh, Cherry Buster uh, 69 replied <laughs> again in a nervous flurry of erratic caps. And I said, I, I don't know. I only watch Muppet Babies and Street Sharks. And... <laughs> And other things that a pre-age non-teen growing up in 2018 would currently be watching today without question. <laughs> and then, and then Cherry Buster 69 called me a bunch of names that I wouldn't think would help at all with trying to pick up uh, anybody, be they of age or not. And then abruptly logged off. And after he did, I looked up uh, to catch Predator, uh, only to realize that yes, uh, the show I was attempting to create did bear a vague resemblance to the long-running Dateline <laughs> NBC segment. <laughs> who, who would have thought uh, combining Canon Camera and America's Most Wanted equals to catch a predator. So, <laughs> so television producer hopes dashed. I realized that I just spent the whole day pretending to be a preteen girl for a stranger on the internet. <laughs> Again. Very good. That was, this was, Today Once. Uh, that brings us to our fourth of five segments of the evening called Department of Tourism. Uh, congrats, everyone. You've all become the tourism directors of the following places. Uh, make us want to come there and visit or live. Benton Harshaw, whisk us away to Boyland. Yeah. Boyland. It's noted that you gave me Boyland. I'm going to put that on a list. Anyway. <laughs> Welcome to Boyland. No Catholics allowed. We'll let you in. <laughs> we'll let you in if you're not a priest, but you got to watch that movie Spotlight like five times. <laughs> if you don't, we're going to pry your eyes open. <laughs> if you don't watch it, we're going to pry your eyes open like they do in Clockwork Orange. These are all policies put in place by our president, Michael Sarah. <laughs> we frequently have issues with priests sneaking in, so we have an intense screening program so that these people, these uh, priests don't get into Boyland Gates. I promise this voice cracking is completely on the character's purpose, not the person presenting it. <laughs> we have random speaking tests that detect even the slightest hint of a Boston accent, so we'll be able to root them out right away. <laughs> and for female visitors, we have extensive cootie screening, which may include a pinky prom contract. <laughs> oh no, the pillow fort wall has been breached. Oh no, Father McNally. All right, I gotta go. <laughs> Very good. That was Boyland. Very good. By the way, Catholics are cool, but I don't do that too. That, no, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that happens also. That did happen. Yes. <laughs> good. Nick McGavern, uh, take us to Stone's Throw. <laughs> <laughs> You hear that sound, dude? That's weed, my man. <laughs> oh, what, you thought this town was all about throwing rocks around? Nah, dude, we're puffing on God's special green medicine. Now, I know you might be thinking, isn't weed already legal in like a lot of states? 
Hasn't it been normalized to the point where most school teachers and accountants are using it? Isn't it boring to base your entire identity around a drug that's basically as common as red wine? <laughs> exactly, my brother. Here in Stone's Throw, we promise never to legalize marijuana. That way it'll always be cool. In fact, if we catch you smoking the good stuff, we'll take you to the center of town and throw rocks at you until you're dead. That's the other, <laughs> that's the other reason it's called Stone's Throw. So if you want to continue having a personality that revolves around drawing weed leaves on things, move to Stone's Throw, where the herb hits hard, and the capital punishment hits even harder. Oh, very good, Nick McGavern, Stone's Throw. Jason B., take us to... Look at that motherfuckington. <laughs> Look at that motherfucker Ington. Look at that motherfucker Ington. <laughs> there we go. Welcome to a place where there's always plenty to look at. From our leper colony's famous moonshine and firearms festival to our Progeria Boxing League. <laughs> to the steampunk breakdance battles that are part of our rich body modification culture. There's always some motherfucker to look at, and look at that motherfuckerington. <laughs> Very good, Jason B. Look at that motherfuckerington. Jesse Jones. Yeah. Decapitationopolis. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, stupid fucking voice number two. <laughs> Three. What? I, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You're counting my regular voice. That's hurtful. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> my Little Pony. Sparkle Star or Cinnamon Dancer. I don't know. The blue one. You were captured while trespassing uh, in decapitation of the Papadopoulos. No doubt sent to spy from dumb sister ton. <laughs> you have been charged with capital crimes against the capitapitapalopatuses. <laughs> and the Joey has found you dumb and smelly and a stupid brain. <laughs> you have been sentenced to head take off That doesn't play for the podcast. <laughs> He-Man. You have been a loyal subject, but while I was trapped in Kitchenland doing battle with green bean dragons, <laughs> you were supposed to do my homework, and I returned to find it completely undone. <laughs> it breaks my heart, but the punishment is... <laughs> <laughs> Donatello Ninja Turtle. I hate purple. Oh, the Now, Dr. G.I. Joe, Dr. Baseball Card, take these away and make me. A turtle with a man head <laughs> and a wing horsey with a bandana turtle head. 
Do not question why. Simply do. Because it pleases me! <laughs> That's all. Oh, God. all right. That was so stupid. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> one of the subjects of Boyland. One <laughs> 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 of the domains is <laughs> the Capitapawapolis. Oh, God damn it. All right. <laughs> let's finish the show. with <laughs> This is the last segment uh, called Write an Erotic Poem About It. Uh, gentlemen, please have written an erotic poem about the following things. Uh, Benton, let's hear your erotic poem about celery and carrots. Celery and carrots. Celery okay. and carrots. Here we go. Mistreat me, abuse me, use me. Some people want to be treated like dogs or sex slaves or even get peed on. I want to be treated like something much worse. And I ask something simple. Treat me like celery and carrots. I want that bottom of the lunchbox love. <laughs> I want to be stuffed in a Ziploc bag. I want to be weirdly warm from something else that was packed in there. (laughs) And especially, I want you to lie to your mom about eating me. Shamefully tell her you loved me when you know I'm just in the trash. She bought me for you. She split me up. And you want to spit me out. Mm. I want you to trade me to that weird kid for math homework. I want to be coated in peanut butter and raisins and just sit there, hardening, because nobody wants to eat me. Just so hard. And just before I leave, remember, just because I'm organic, I can still be bad for you. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Very good, Benton. Very good. Nick McGavern, uh, let's hear your erotic poem about blue cheese. Blue cheese. What's that stench that makes me weak in the knees? (laughs) It can only be the smell of some moldy old cheese. Its crumbly texture makes me quiver as I think about the fungal load it will deliver. (laughs) But there's something missing. It's not perfect yet. I need to take this dry cheese and make it wet. (laughs) My excitement keeps on growing and progressing as I turn blue cheese into blue cheese dressing. (laughs) Very good. Nick McGavern, blue cheese. Jason B, hot wings. Hot wings. Immediately I feel you inside me. (laughs) Your heat was bold and strong, but I want you in my mouth again. After all, that's where the sauce belongs. (laughs) I savor you down to the bone, dripping marrow sliding down my throat. (laughs) I cherish that burn as I awake in the morning and find you gone, but still a bit of you lingers on the corners of my mouth. You've gone, but left the burn in my south. (laughs) Very good. Very good. And Jesse Jones, 
Please have written an erotic poem about Adam Walsh's head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is titled, Fine, John, Fine! Is this what you wanted? You brought this evil to the night. Now choke on it like Adam Walsh's head is about to. <laughs> when I think of all the things I want to do, my thoughts are oh so naughty. I want to grab you, flip you, pull you in tight, deploy all of my sexual karate. <laughs> I can barely contain my urges when I think of what a total hottie that head of yours probably was when it was attached to your body. <laughs> and while my lust may be wrong, I'll continue undaunted. I can see the hunger in your eyes. I tease your lips. I taunt it. And I can only hope and pray that waiting mouth of yours ain't haunted. Because <laughs> some head from your head is what I've mostly wanted. <laughs> all right, that is Stab. Stab's over. Uh, one more time for all the contestants you saw this evening. Benton Harshaw, Nick McGavern, Jason B, Jesse Jones. Thanks for coming. Yeah, yeah thank you for coming. Uh, if you'd like to hear more stabs, go to one of our many online outlets, the primary of which being Stab for Gold, Stab, the number four, gold.com, uh, or check us out on iTunes, uh, Stitcher. We're on a bunch of them. Uh, we're here every Friday night at 10. Good night.